So not too long ago, I held this workshop at WPPI where I gave my top 30 creative strategies to get photography clients as fast as possible without paid ads. And it killed it. It sold out. It was incredible. I've been sitting on it for a little while and I've decided to bring it back, to bring it back and to give it directly to you. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to pay anything either. I just want to help you grow your business each day for three days. I'm going to share with you 10 ultra unique creative ways to attract dream clients to your photography business without spending a bunch of money. I'm calling this thing the three day client blitz and it is pure gold for three days. I'm going to give you so many creative ideas to get clients in your business right now. Just go to sixfigurephotography.com forward slash blitz six S I X six figure your photography.com forward slash blitz b l i t z i can't wait to give you some incredible ideas you're listening to the six figure photography podcast with ben hartley where you get the positive energy you need to help you grow your business your relationships and your mindset if you need the show notes or want to check out the latest blog post visit sixfigurephotography.com Podcast listeners, welcome to the Six Figure Photography Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. The entire purpose of this podcast is to help you grow your business. That's what we're up to. Hard stop. Uh, that's it. Now, in the meantime, uh, you know, I'm running a full time wedding photography studio here in the Midwest. And so, you know, we're ramping up, we're getting ready to, uh, to head into wedding season. But I love bringing on other guests and helping other people uh, do what I've done, just like create a business that serves your family, serves yourself, and and obviously serves uh, every single lead and client that you interact with. I I just I want to see you guys win. I want you guys to know that. I really look forward to seeing you guys win. And I want to invite you, if you, man, if you've won, if you've experienced any wins uh, this year, anything, like I'd love to hear what those are. Like I actually would like to hear that. It would make me smile. Like I get so encouraged by that. So I want to invite you guys to hop over on Instagram and DM me at J Ben Hartley. If you've got some wins, some big changes, some, some things that you're excited about, uh, at J Ben Hartley on Instagram, shoot me a DM. Like I'll reply. I'd love to hear from you. You guys, I'm really excited about today's episode. I'm excited because I'm really skeptical about today's episode. <laughs> My guest is probably sweating at hearing this. No, I'm sure he's not. I'm sure he's used to hearing it. You guys, uh, today I got Jeff Brown on the podcast and we're going to be talking well, about something that I know nothing about. And this is why I'm excited. Like, I know nothing about this. I've kind of written it off. And, and I'm, I'm going to tease on this. And we're going to get into what we're talking about in a second. But first, let me tell you more about Jeff, right? Because Jeff Jeff knows what he's doing, you guys. Like, as much as I say I'm skeptical, I'm really not. Because I look at Jeff's, like, his uh, his resume, if you will. And I'm just like, yep, this, this guy's got to figure it out. Uh, so Jeff, um, he is a photography, uh, marketing mentor working with photographers in over 20 countries worldwide. Um, he has ran five successful photography businesses, photographed over 750 weddings, you guys like that alone, 750 weddings. Um, and prior to starting out on his own, he was a military photographer serving in the Royal Navy for 10 years you guys, we're actually going to talk about LinkedIn. 
Jeff has been doing some really, really exciting things within marketing on LinkedIn. He sent me this email and actually, uh, like, you know, I get a lot of emails for requests to come on the podcast. The email that Jeff sent me, I read through it and I was like, yeah, like he just laid out what he's up to, what have been the results. Um, and I had to have him on. And so you guys, without further ado, Jeff Brown, how are you? I'm fantastic. And it's good to be here, Ben. Jeff, where are you out of? You're, you're across the lake. Yeah, so I'm, I'm in a place called Northumberland, which is uh, in England, and I'm about 20, 25, 28 miles from the Scottish border. So I'm, I'm very close to Scotland, uh, beautiful surroundings right in the middle of the country. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I know the hours are different. It's it's morning here. It's, you know, we're getting into evening for you over there. So I appreciate you carving time out. Jeff, 750 weddings. Are you over it yet? I mean, 750, you got to be done, right? Uh, well, I'm going to retire at the end of this year. So I had a, a change of circumstances in my life. Um, I had a big failure. I had I, I lost um, £120,000 in a pub venture. So I was running the photography businesses. I had five businesses running photography. And I decided I'd buy a pub as well at the same time. Um, so about three quarters of the way into my, my businesses. And it went totally wrong. The reason I'd bought the pub is I thought it was a big pub. It could have done well as a wedding venue. And we did have a few weddings. But I lost all the money and consequently I got divorced as well at the same time. So I ran away to the countryside and streamlined my business, reduced the weddings and focus on marketing and marketing business for photographers is something that set up about five or six years ago. But I, I'd, because we were so busy, I had five other different companies. I laid dormant. So I brought it back to life three years ago and started doing this business online. But I'm, I'm still doing weddings. I'm still got, I've got a wedding this Sunday. Um, I've still got my wedding commitments up until December and then um, I'm free from doing the weddings. So yeah, 750 yeah. was a lot to do. I, I think 2011, 2012, uh, we probably did about 80 each year. Like you, yourself, you did 80? Yeah. Yeah. The boy, what, I don't even like, there's 52 weekends in a year, Jeff. How, yeah. do, how do you even, how does um, that happen? Bank holidays would have been one on the Friday, one on the Saturday, and sometimes one on the bank holiday Monday as well. So yeah, it was, it was, I mean, the money was absolutely amazing. Um, but the just physical exhaustion, you know, yourself, you shoot weddings and, and, and it was getting to the Monday. I was, I, I was even getting brides names wrong because <laughs> I was calling them brides from two or three days before. <laughs> yeah. And it, and it got to that point where I thought, no, I, I, we've got to reduce them down. Um, or I actually put other people in doing the weddings. We had, we had a team of seven photographers and we had a couple of makeup artists. And then I started to concentrate more on the boudoir side from about 2013. Um, cause we had quite a successful boudoir company. So I was, I was giving myself a little bit of a break. But now I'm doing, this year I'm doing 22 and it's enjoyable. So I go out there and I yeah. really enjoy the wedding and then I have, you know, a couple of weeks break before I have the next one. Yeah. I think that's a sweet spot. You know, I think 30, 30 is, uh, that's, I mean, that's a great living uh, to me at least. Um, obviously depends on what you're charging. Um, but for me, it's like that 15 to 30 mark. That is where I want to be that yeah. 15 to 30 mark. The last few years I've done about that 15 and, um, in between obviously the podcast and, and everything else speaking around. Um, and it's, it's been the balancing act for myself. So man, props. I can't, I can't even imagine. Dude. So I got to tell you, I was driving in, uh, to the studio today, uh, with my partner, Ben, 
And it's, by the way, there's two Bens here. If anyone's listening and you're like, well, the host is Ben. Did he just <laughs> refer to himself in third person? No, my partner is also Ben. It's Ben and Ben. So anyhow, yeah. I'm driving in, Jeff. Uh, and I just, I got to lay this out there. And this is not meant to jab. I'm sure you're used to hearing it. Oh, yeah. But I yeah. think a lot of listeners are probably thinking the same thing where, you know, I'm driving in the office and I'm telling Ben about the podcast that I'm going to be doing with you uh, today. And, and, you know, I'm telling him, Hey, you know, we're going to be talking about LinkedIn. And I said, you know, I don't know. I keep, I, I've actually been hearing a little bit about LinkedIn lately. I keep hearing people kind of talk about, you know, this almost like this resurgence of, of LinkedIn. And Ben looks at me and Ben just had his first kid. Now, meanwhile, I've got twin two-year-old boys. I got a four-year-old daughter. We just bought a house. And he's like, yeah, I think actually we're just both getting older. And that's the next thing. Like you actually, as you just get older, you just go back to LinkedIn. And so we were laughing about it, but I don't know. Like I, man, I got to tell you, Jeff, my, I've, I tried to, uh, I tried to sign up for LinkedIn. Maybe I did this five years ago and, and it just felt like I got, all my contacts, everyone on my email list got spammed with an invite to follow me on LinkedIn. And it was just like firing off all these connections. And I like, it was, I didn't know what was going on. I just closed the account and like people kept emailing me like, why are you inviting me to this thing? Anyhow. And so, but I will say this, Jeff, actually, about a week and a half ago, I logged back in, back in to LinkedIn. My goodness, that's a hard thing to say. For the first time in, I mean, goodness, five, six, seven years. I don't even know how long it's been. And I was like, oh, this looks different. This is like, <laughs> I'm sure, I guess a lot has changed, you know, fancy that. Can you can you share a little bit about, I mean, I think there's certain people who are listening to this that are just completely, they don't even understand the purpose of LinkedIn or anything. I almost feel like it's important to like, because I don't even know, man. Yeah. This is why I'm excited to have you on the, the, <laughs> well, the podcast. I, mean, like, I don't even know what this platform is. Why? Why should I care? Well, uh, uh, to be honest, uh, you know, if you, if you looked at the LinkedIn platform two years ago, it was absolutely awful. It was very clunky. It, it still needs a lot of work on it. It was very clunky. It was hard to work around. And it was, you know, up until about three or four years ago, it was predominantly for people to upload the CVs. It was very stuffy. It was very businessy you know, guys in suits sort of type platform. Now, last year, um, I think it was last year, Microsoft purchased LinkedIn for a phenomenally stupid amount of money. So Microsoft wouldn't buy such a platform if they didn't think, you know, this has huge potential. And I think there's currently 660 million business people, business professionals on LinkedIn. Now, the other thing is, uh, unlike likes of Facebook, um, organic reach on LinkedIn is phenomenal and you don't need to have a big profile with, with LinkedIn. Um, you are also able to reach your connections connections. So I'll just explain that. So I have, say for instance, you had 3000 connections, that's 3000 people who are connected directly to you. And then, is this like the equivalent of like, I, sorry, I really don't understand any of this, Jeff. So right. I'm going to keep asking questions. When you say connections, are these like followers on Instagram or like friends on Facebook? Um, yeah, a bit like followers. So somebody, so there's, there's two different things you can do. You can follow somebody on LinkedIn. Follow means you haven't connected with them, right? Or you can connect with them. And when you connect with somebody, you automatically follow them. Um, okay. Now there's, I'm starting to get, uh, I will be starting to get a little bit, um, <clears throat> cautious about who I connect with because I'm getting and I'm getting up to 20,000 or just by the time this goes out, I'll be over 20,000 and you're only allowed to have so many immediate connections on LinkedIn. I think it's about 30, 30,000 now. So, um, basically if you connect, so you have, tw say you have 3000 connections, so 3000 people who are connected to you, 
So that's your that's your current actual connected network. But you also connect with me as well, and I have 20,000 connections. Then you put a post out. There was a good, the really good chance that that post will also be seen by my connections, who will then like it, and they can like it even if they're not connected with you, start commenting on it, um, start viewing it, and then coming back to connect with you. And I, I just, a guy who was on my on my course, he only just started two weeks ago, uh, called Victor Curry. He's a food photographer in London, and he did a very short video, literally 15, 20-second video of him photographing a creme brulee with a chef with a blowtorch. And then at the very end, he, he showed the, the end result photograph, which was the, you know, the crispy um, top of the creme brulee and the, the spoon going in. And he put that onto LinkedIn with a description about what he was doing for the company, how he was making their food look even better. And at the time, Victor had 500 connections on LinkedIn. His LinkedIn profile was really, really not very good because he'd hardly used it. By the following day, that had 10,000 views. Uh, and it went viral and he got a lot of inquiries from it and which has led to, to further jobs. And that was only with, that was only with five, 500 people in, in his sort of like connection base. So this is like, this is, I mean, the only analogy that I have would be like back in the OG days of Facebook before there was all the ads and your page actually reached people. Is that kind of what's occurring here with LinkedIn? Yeah, but like on steroids, like, you know, it, it's, you know, you, if you, if you were reaching people with your page, you were probably reaching, you know, say you had 2000 on your page. I mean, I've got 36,000 on my Facebook page, but I'll probably reach about 500 when I put a post out. But Yeah. That's wild. You know, but, now, when, are there... but when you put, when I put a post out at the, at the most, it's going to reach 36,000 people. If I've got a thousand people on LinkedIn and then I'm connected to an audience that maybe has a hundred thousand, you know, with their cumulative connections, my post can go out to a hundred thousand people. So then are there personal pages and business pages like on Facebook? Yeah. So, so basically everybody has a personal account and, and it, it's essential to make sure you have a personal account. And when you have your personal account on LinkedIn, you have a, you have a really good, a friendly, approachable, um, profile picture. And you fill it out as who you are, but what you do for a living. So what your job title is. And then within your LinkedIn profile, it's got a section called experience. And the experience is where you put in, you know, your company. Um, so in my experience, it's focus on marketing. And that then links to a company page. So where focus on marketing has its own company page with its logo and it talks we but when I talk on my profile, I talk I. So I'm the individual. I'm the I'm sort of like the representative of Focus on Marketing, if you see what I mean. Um, That's awesome. So you always talk as yourself because you wouldn't go to a business network, work, make it in and introduce yourself as, hi, I'm Focus on Marketing, you know? Or you wouldn't, you know, you, you wouldn't just go in with a logo over your face. So LinkedIn is, is all about building face-to-face um, relationships with individual people who represent bigger companies. So then, okay, I got to keep, I know we're talking like complete ground level base stuff, uh, but I got to stay here because I think that my, my guess is the listeners to this podcast are at the same level as I am. Right. So I, I, when I logged in again, it was like a week and a half ago. Um, 
I was looking, you, there's like, pay, like monthly paid accounts and it gets expensive, man. Like I was looking at the different options and I was blown away with how much you people can pay to, to just like have a, essentially like a greater reach. So like, uh, is this true even for like a free basic account or are you talking, is this stuff that you have to pay monthly for? Uh, no, because I, I had I had my own personal free account up until I got to about eight and a half thousand connections. Uh, and then LinkedIn sort of started flagging up. I know they've tightened down a bit more now, but then they start flagging up and saying, look, it's for the volume you're using it. It's highly professional. You, you, you're doing a lot of connections. You're going to have to, if you want to continue at this level, you're going to have to pay. And I pay 49 quid a month, which what $75 or something like that. So, but the volume of, of money I get in back from that, the amount of clients I get is unreal. Now, if you think my um, Facebook page, which has 36,000 people on, I can spend anything between 500 and a thousand pound a month on Facebook ads and get nowhere near the return that I do. I would say my return on Facebook on, on LinkedIn is 10 to 20 times more. And I'd, I'd never use LinkedIn adverts and I would advise the listeners never to use LinkedIn adverts because they're expensive. <clears throat> It's all about providing good quality content. If your content is good and it's engaging and interesting to the people you're connected with, it will it will it will go through the algorithm. It has a really good chance to go viral. And the other really good thing is I'm still in get getting likes and comments on uh, LinkedIn posts that I've done three weeks ago. You know, with Facebook, you post dead within two or three days. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So now the big question, right? I, I guess I've, I get that the algorithms there, your, your stuff is going to be seen. Um, it's got a, a huge reach, but like, what does it matter if we're reaching people who are not ideal client now? And before you tackle that, maybe that's not even true. Maybe our ideal client can be there, right? Maybe they are. But I think that as again, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to interpret what our listeners are considering right now. And my guess is that there's a lot of listeners who are like, look, my clients are 20 somethings who are getting married and they're on Instagram, right? Or, or maybe it's seniors, you know, um, senior portraits, yeah. senior portrait people like, you know, seniors aren't on, on LinkedIn. So, so can we unpack that a little bit of, of what you've seen and, and where where are we thinking small in the because I guess gave you a couple of examples yeah. that I I'm kind of setting you up here yeah. <laughs> to, no, no, no. to, to no, like no. I'm like throwing you a software because yeah. I think that that's what a lot of people will yeah. see and choose to believe. And I think in the process are thinking small. So can we unpack that a little bit? Yeah, certainly. So what it is, obviously, you will initially you're going to start off connecting with probably family and friends and business colleagues and stuff, then you're going to have to look further at who you really want to connect with, who your ideal audience is. And obviously with targeting on LinkedIn, you can only really do it by um, area and job title or company that they work for. Now, um, but what I would first recommend doing is niching your profile down to an exact, because there's so many photographers out there who are just general photographers. And if you're a general photographer, you're not appealing to anyone because you'll just, you'll do anything for anybody. So what you want to do is you want to specialize on niche your profile down. Now, a lot of photographers I work with get really, really worried because they think, well, if I just, if I don't put that, I do, you know, the, the, I want to put that I do weddings in case I get a wedding client and commercial and pets and babies. Right. Yeah. But it makes you look like you do everything. 
I says, but what you can do effectively, why don't you put your portraits onto Facebook? Your portraits are on Facebook. You're a, a senior or a portrait or whatever photographer on Facebook. Use your LinkedIn to be a headshot or personal branding photographer. Or if you want to you predominantly put your weddings on there, put your weddings on there, but don't just be a wedding photographer. Be something even more niche. Be something, be even more specialist. So I've got clients who are specialist country house wedding photographers. I've got other wedding photographers who are um, outdoor wedding photographers. So they, they do weddings in the country, like, you know, like the Lake District and, and, and places. So people who have a love for the outdoors. So what you're doing is you're becoming very relevant to a, instead of trying to become relevant to 100%, you're trying to become relevant to 10%. And when you, be, when you become a perfect fit, for people, then you become a lot more appealing. And the other thing is when you become a lot more appealing because you're a perfect fit, price is not the deciding factor. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the, the photographer who does everything right offers nothing to the client that wants the job done. Right. That's right. You know, and when it's really important to you, like, look, I remember when I had my daughter, it's like, man, I had this little girl and I was just like done. Like everyone take my mind, like, and like done. I'm already, I'm already over. Like I wanted the absolute best. I wanted the absolute best photographs of my little girl. I didn't want someone who was just gonna, you know, take some pics and, and, you know, throw me some images. I wanted it like, I want it done right. Uh, and so I'm like literally seeking out that person who's, who's going to be the best at just doing that one thing. Um, I didn't want the generalist, you know? So that's what you're saying. And then also too, I mean, even as I'm expressing this, like, uh, there's, you know, for like, let's unpack some things like for seniors, maybe their parents are on Instagram, right? And I'm sorry, on LinkedIn, my bad. <laughs> the seniors are on Instagram, but maybe their parents are on LinkedIn. Yeah, And, and, you know? and, just, and are you seeing, is LinkedIn, I mean, are, are there a lot of young professionals on there? There, are, there like, are a lot of young professionals, but there's also, um, there's also a lot of sort of, you know, 30 to 50 year olds. And the one, the one different thing about LinkedIn, um, there's actually per head, there's more million or per platform users, there's more millionaires on LinkedIn than the other platforms. Uh, yeah. And the other thing is the average wage earner on LinkedIn um, is in excess of $80,000. So you're yeah. not, you're not targeting Facebook wedding groups where they're going, can somebody do my wedding for 200 quid or $400, you know, people who, who would just want the freebies, people who are like Groupon hunters. We're, we're talking about people who have, who have money to spend. You're talking about your ideal yeah. clients. And, you know, some of these people um, uh, may be getting married themselves. Some of them have daughters who are getting married. Some of them have, they've just had babies and they're looking for photographers. Because remember, LinkedIn's, it's become, it's become a business Facebook so it's not just people, you know, gone are the days of people just posting CVs. It's now people helping each other, informing each other. I mean, I put a picture of my dog on about uh, a month ago, you know, because I put stuff on about me as well, because people like to know your personal brand. And I put a picture of the, the dog on, Charlie, my little Springer Spaniel. And within about 48 hours, that had 125 likes. I mean, for you to get 125 likes on a Facebook page without boosting it, you got to be going some and then loads of comments as well. Uh, and then people talking and interacting with it, you know? Yeah. 
So, okay. Yeah. I love this. I mean, most of my ideal clients, like most of our clients here, uh, they are small business owners, you know, like they're entrepreneurs, they're small business owners, which probably means that they're, that they're there, you know? And I think this is something that's really important to understand. Like, um, I think for a lot of people, they believe that their ideal client is a replication of them. Right. Like I, I am not my ideal client. Yeah. Right. I could not afford me. <laughs> I guess I could probably afford me yeah. now. When I started, I couldn't yeah, afford yeah. me. <laughs> you know, and I think this is important because I think a lot of photographers are just out there essentially looking for the people that that are just like them. And there's things, you know, like just because I, I can find people that are also interested in some of the things that I am, but maybe also have some of the 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 differences, different occupations, you know, that kind of stuff, but can share in personality type. Um Man, this is fascinating. And so, uh, I think as well, oh another goodness. thing, um, just while it's on my mind, actually, while you're talking there, um, another thing that a lot of people completely forget about, and this is one thing I go on massively about in my program to, to the people, the photographers I work with is don't just look at LinkedIn as a platform for acquiring clients. LinkedIn is a huge platform for acquiring joint ventures for acquiring partnerships with other businesses that serve your ideal clients. So one example is, say for instance, you have, a, I'm using weddings because I know a lot of your listeners are wedding photographers. Um, so you have a fantastic premium um, country house or, or country location wedding, and you've got, um, you've got a profile that is based around, you know, the perfect outdoor wedding photography or the perfect country house wedding photographer. When you, appear, when you approach the wedding coordinator or the wedding venue and your profile is very strong because it relates to the type of weddings that you do, that they do, that they hold at their venue, then it makes you more approachable to them. And then they'll say, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll see you specialize. That's the type of stuff we do. You know? Well, I'd like to maybe come along and, and show you some of our stuff and maybe we could get a, a joint venture to go where you promote my services and I'll give you $100 for every booking that we get or something like that, you know, and it, a lot of my clients are starting to use that to, you know, then you would approach bridal shops. And so you, you would, you use it to build a network of people who are also going to publicize your brand because their ideal clients are also your ideal clients as well. Yeah. I love this. I'm always talking about before you go out into the wild and try to convert a cold lead, you know, one off cold leads to your business, right? Pulling one off cold leads in with ads and with SEO and whatever it is, try to identify who already has your clients. Yeah. Like there are businesses out there who've already worked, uh, you know, to get all your clients there's, you know, and you can tap into that. And so I like what you're talking about using LinkedIn to less as necessarily, uh, it sounds like multiple strategies, but one of them being not just about converting cold leads directly into becoming clients, but fostering the vendor relationships that you have because the vendors are there, they're business owners, they're on this platform. Totally, uh, totally. And I think when, when you do something like that, you know, a lot of, a lot of photographers are very weak in, in their approach. You know, they'll go to a vendor, they'll go to, a, I mean, I, I used to make a ton of bookings through a, a bridal shop in the in the united kingdom that was wasn't for far from us it was a more of a high-end bridal shop yeah obviously I had a book to go in so their ideal clients were, were my ideal clients now a bride books the venue then she gets addressed then she'll go for the photographer that's normally the the route in the uk anyway so i went to this bride, bridal shop and i says look um <clears throat> i'd like you to put some leaflets out and, and recommend our services however I brought some albums. I'd like you to look at them because I want you to feel that you can recommend me. And 
if for every booking that I get, I'll pay you a hundred pounds. And, and I didn't give them basic leaflets. I give them a special voucher, a discount voucher, VIP voucher. And I says, I don't want you to put these on display. I want you to put them under the counter. So when people, people feel special when they get this voucher. So when the young girl is talking to somebody trying to sell them the wedding dress, we'll give them this, this voucher. And that will entitle them to a discount or a free canvas or something like that at the studio when they book their wedding package. And then what I used to do is I used to go in and this became a regular thing as I would go in and I would pay the young girls in that bridal shop in cash. Now imagine you're a young girl and you, you earn 50 pound a week. And then this photographer walks in and gives you a hundred quid because all you've done is recommend them and say how amazing they are. The following week, you're going to be really selling them because you've just made double what you earn in a week on your, your, your weekend job just by telling people to go to this photographer. And it was so powerful. But I think, uh, you know, a lot of photographers just go with vendors and say, oh, can you hand me leaflets out? Well, they, they might do for the first week, but what's in it for them? Yeah. Wow, man. I love this. All right, podcast listeners, we're going to take a quick pause here in order to give a thank you to the supporters of the SFP podcast, because if you're listening, it likely means that you have a small business or you know someone who does. And if this is you, you are wearing far too many hats. And some of these hats are amazing, right? Like being a photographer, but some like filing taxes, running payroll, not so great. This is where Gusto comes in. This is the solution, you guys. Gusto, G-U-S-T-O, Gusto. Gusto makes payroll, taxes, HR actually easy for small businesses. I used to be on like an old school payroll processor from like 1982 and it was terrible. Gusto now has fast, simple payroll processing. Uh, this is the really cool thing. They automatically pay and file your federal, state, and local taxes so you don't have to worry about it. Um, they make like, like W-2s, sending out 1099s, uh, incredibly easy to run. You guys, those old school clunky payroll providers, the one that I was on that I just left, uh, they just weren't built for the way that the small modern business uh, is meant to work, but Gusto is. You guys, no joke. I got really excited because I switched to Gusto before they contacted me uh, to come on as an advertiser. I'm like, this just makes sense. I actually use this thing. Um, the really cool thing too is everything is online, like the ability to sign, store, and organize all the employee documents. It's all online. It's all in one place. You guys, let Gusto wear one of your many hats. Uh, it gets better because for you podcast listeners, you get the first three months free when you run your first payroll. Try this demo out for yourself at gusto.com forward slash photo. That's gusto.com, G-U-S-T-O forward slash photo. Look, we're going to stay on theme here and keep talking about giving you guys solutions for all the things that are terrible to do. Um, so you guys remember when you started your small business, right? Like it was no small fee. Uh, you're spending uh, late nights, early mornings, the occasional all-nighter. Bottom line, uh, ever since then, you've been insanely busy, right? And so one of the biggest challenges uh, is invoicing and it's accounting, 
right? Let's make things a little bit easier in 2019. Our friends at FreshBooks have a solution. FreshBooks, this is invoicing and accounting software designed specifically for you as small business owners. It's simple, it's intuitive, and it keeps you way more organized than the dusty shoebox filled with crumpled receipts. You can create and send professional-looking invoices in 30 seconds. And then the best part is uh, get them paid two times faster with automated online payments. Uh, I love that part. File expenses even quicker. Uh, Keep them perfectly organized for tax time. And the best part is this. As your business continues to grow, which it will in 2019, let's be honest, you're going to always have the tools that you need when you need them without ever having to like figure out or learn all this accounting shenanigans, right? So you guys... 24 million people are using FreshBooks. Try it out for 30 days free. There's no credit card required. There's no catch. Uh, Go to freshbooks.com forward slash photography, freshbooks.com forward slash photography, and then enter six-figure photography in the section where it asks, how did you hear about FreshBooks, right? Make sure you get that part down. When it asks, how did you hear about FreshBooks, enter six-figure photography, you're going to get your first 30 days free. I'm excited for you guys to check out FreshBooks. All right, let's get back to the show. I got a question. You know, they talk about, you know, supplying native content, communicating to your audience native to the platform that they are on, yeah. right? It's like you you post different content to Instagram than you do on Facebook. You 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 tag things differently, you communicate differently uh between Instagram and, and Twitter, you know, like all these type of things, different purposes. So can we talk about like the the voice that you would recommend kind of you know, using within LinkedIn, is there certain, is this, is there certain strengths that you'd recommend doing essentially maybe the do's and don'ts of the platform, yeah, you mean, know, um, um, can we talk about that to, to understand the do's and don'ts, uh, you've got to understand the, the Facebook, uh, the, sorry, the LinkedIn algorithm and it, it, it works on, on like what's called a velocity. So when you put your post out within the first seconds of it going out the the bots will track it to see if it's spam if it's not spam it goes to the next filter where it will then be put out to a selected amount of people for nobody knows exactly for how long now this is where the velocity engages so if within let's say for instance it's the first 10 minutes if within the first 10 minutes you start to get likes coming on but more importantly you start to get comments then all of a sudden this says, hang on a minute, people are engaging with this. This looks really interesting. Why don't we give it to more people? And then as long as your 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 um, post continues to get likes and continues to get engagement, that can be up on the LinkedIn newsfeed for anything up to a month. So what you've got to be thinking about is every time you write in a post, first thing I think is tell a story. You know, storytelling is fantastic. But don't talk about your photography. Don't talk about what f-stop you used or what lens, because they don't care. Tell what you did for the client. So, if you're a wedding photographer, you, you would you would mention the venue. You would say that you know Jennifer and John were really excited because this is a venue that the first um, you know that where John proposed to her, and and they've always loved this particular tree and wanted a, a photograph of the sunset. And you know, tell a story about it, put some emotion into it, and then maybe ask a question at the end. You know, so what what is emotionally the most important part of a photograph to you or something like that? Because what you want people to do when you release that is engage with it very quickly. And then if you're if you're quick on and you respond to their 
questions and then you could ask another question right so you could say oh so why is that and then they have to respond again this is all getting um interaction on your post which is saying to this philosophy bot thing wow this is really interesting people are liking this Hmm. Uh, and another another thing is hashtags now hashtags slightly different than instagram remember um uh, a bit like facebook actually that um people like to just read as if they're reading like a newspaper sort of thing, you know, they're reading it. So hashtags, keep your hashtags at the very, very end. So when you've got to the end of the post, put your hashtags in, keep the hashtags very industry related. So you could, you know, getting married, winter weddings, that sort of stuff. Don't put funky fizz Friday or stuff like that. You know, don't put really trendy hashtags, try and keep them relevant to what your industry is and don't put any more than five. So keep it to five hashtags, keep it at the very end so it doesn't break up the readability of your content. And then one other thing is that what I always say is if you if you type in, once you've done two sentences, um, hold down your return key and, and or well, I forget what it is, hold down your return key and then press your, your line down so you get a definite line separation and then do your next couple of sentences and keep doing that so that if you're viewing that content, remember a lot of people are going to be looking at this on a mobile phone. It doesn't look like a huge, big pile of text, which is off-putting. You want to give people that text in bite-sized chunks. So then are there any explicit, like, hey, you just you don't do that on, you're used to doing it on Instagram, you're used to doing it on Facebook, don't do that on LinkedIn. Are there, are there any things that are just like complete, like, eh, don't do that. That'll like, you know, get, I don't know. I'm not sure what I'm even getting at here. I'm just curious. If there's um, any just like hard yeah, there's, stuff. There's people, no. I think there's a, there's a, there's an old stuffy brigade and a very, they're getting smaller and smaller and smaller on LinkedIn, you know? Um, but there's a, there was an old stuffy brigade. Now, one of my most engaging um, posts that I put up about two years ago and I was a minute arm and whether I should, should, should do it. And then this woman approached me, she'd been messaging us through, um, LinkedIn says, Jeff, I'm really in need of your services, uh, because I'm really struggling. Can you just tell me, and she was dead straight to the point, right? And she says, can you just tell me, he's my website is my photography shit. <laughs> and that was her exact words. So I went on a website and I had a look and I went, no, your photography isn't, but your marketing shit. So because it was right. So I then created a post about that and told her story and how we turned her around. And, you know, within two months, our business had completely transformed, but I used for the headline is your photography, is your photography shit or is your marketing shit? And I put that and I thought, do I dare put this out with, with, you know, a swear word on LinkedIn? Am I going to get taken down? Yeah. Maybe that's what I was thinking of. Cause yeah. that, look, I, I swear every now and then, especially when I get excited I, real quick. I actually, um, I did an engagement shoot yesterday and I was, I, I started swearing the shoot, but only cause I was really excited and joyful. Like I'm an odd swear than that. I only swear when I'm like, really cheerful or excited about something. I never swear when I'm like angry. Yeah. It's, it's always, it's always like this joyful spirit. <laughs> oh my goodness. Anyway. So, so yeah, I was curious about that. Okay. So then so what happened? People started bombarding on and thinking it was absolutely fantastic and loved it. And, and, and we're talking about it. And, and I think because I put shit in capital headlines as well at the very, very in capital letters at the very top, it, it stopped people in the filter because people aren't used to seeing bad language. I mean, it was, you know, it's not an extra, it wasn't the F word or anything like that. Um, but it stopped people in the path to read it and thinking, you know, 
is my photography shit too? What's he talking about? So they read it and people were engaging with it. And I think one person said, you know, LinkedIn's not the place. But I didn't do anything. Other people ended up um, responding to him. Like, get a grip. You only said shit and stuff like that. So I, I tend to, you know, if anybody ever does slag us off, I just leave it. I, I'm really nice about it. I say, oh, well, you're all entitled to our own opinion. That's totally fine. I, I you know, I understand. And most people will end up slagging them off. Anyway, because they'll think, hang on, this is like the 1% of idiots, you know? Yeah. So it sounds like no. It sounds like it sounds like I was like, that worked out well for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally, totally. And I, I think I got a couple of clients from it, you know? So it's it's all about just thinking, you know, what do, you re- what do your ideal clients really want to see? Tell them a fantastic story. I mean, what is trending very well and gets a lot of work for me is video. So if you can put a video up, especially I was just going to yeah, ask man. behind yeah. the scenes, even better. So if you can get a video of you doing what you do, just like that Victor Curry did, I mean, check out his profile on LinkedIn. He's based in London and, um, you know, how you do or how you interact with a bride at a wedding shoot or how you, how you take fantastic headshots. And, and then you can have pictures of the, you know, in the video, you're showing the, 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 the woman, the back of the camera after she's had a headshot, a personal branding done. And she's like beaming and over the moon with it because it's all that expression and emotional storytelling of what you do put into a, into a short video. And it's hardly any content with it. Just say, this is what I do. Watch the video to find out more. So you give them a little bit of a taster in the text to, to want to watch the video, you know, or watch what happens at the end or something like that. And then the, they've got to watch the video all the way through, you know. Where do you see LinkedIn going? I see it going massive. Because, I mean, there's been some big changes. You know, I thought it was dead uh, and it had this resurgence. I mean, what do you I think? I think it's going to be absolutely massive. And I think, I mean, the potential, um, I, I had a, one of my clients who's, a, who's actually a wedding photographer, very successful wedding photographer, a guy called John Rice is based in Western Australia. And I've been working with John for about four months now and he's got two niches so he's working with me on his wedding photography niche streamlining it and branding it a bit so he's, he's his wife is in the business with him she's, she's taken on the wedding photography side on linkedin and then john uh, wanted to get into um the hospitality trade because the area he's in is surrounded by a lot of hotels and fine restaurants and wineries so he started doing work and i says to john i says the best thing to do because he didn't have much stock for photography in this particular niche even though he's a highly experienced photographer a bit like when i left the navy you know i had loads of pictures of marines and ships but i didn't have any pictures of weddings i says so the best thing to do is go to a local restaurant but a one that everybody will recognize um and say look i'd love to do some photographs for you this is how good i am i normally charge fifteen hundred two thousand dollars for day shoot I'll come and do it for free as long as I can use your photographs in my own publicity. So he actually approached Jimmy Oliver's restaurant um, in Sydney. It was a Perth one of the two. And anyway, he, he did the shoot for them for free, give them the photographs. They loved it. Eight weeks later, the phone him says, Jimmy is actually coming to do the official opening of the restaurant. And he'd like you to come and do the pictures. So, and a paid job. So he got paid for doing it. And I says, right, those pictures have got to go on LinkedIn. I says, now is the time to sort your LinkedIn profile. I do everything I've taught you and get it. And I says, but, and I do tend to, when I work with people, I do tend to kick the butt a bit and say, you know, you're up for an ass kicking if you join my program, because I want you to succeed. I says, I want to see you posting every single day 
for the next 30 days because it's all about consistency and tell stories. So he's using this Jamie Oliver posts on a daily basis. Um, and he messaged me on Monday this week because he's now done a full eight days of posting and he's had 17, 17 inquiries and three very interested that hotels that looks like they're going to turn around to book. And he hasn't gone for his premium pro, his premium LinkedIn yet. He's still on the free one. Um, yeah. Because you, everybody gets like a 30-day free trial of LinkedIn premium anyway. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that, you know, potentially could lead to thousands and thousands for just spending 30 minutes, 40 minutes a day and getting it done and being consistent. Are there any photography businesses in particular that it's just like, duh, like a complete no brainer, right? Cause there's, there's all these different niches, but like, are there any that you're just, that stand out there? Like if you aren't on LinkedIn there, it's like, it's, it's better of an opportunity than Instagram. It's better than Facebook. Like, do you know what I mean? That just completely stand out. Uh, a couple of them that you're thinking of that if there's a listener who's dialed into that niche, that their brand is doing that, that they need to go set up their account like right uh, now. And you can't say yeah, all of yeah, them. No, I really no, want to um, know specifics. I, well, I can tell you uh, three that I know of clients who are making a lot of money from. Um, Let's do it. Personal three. branding and headshots, definitely, because you're targeting the right people. Uh, but I, what I would do is I would even go even further into that niche and niche, niche your profile to a particular element. So you personal branding and headshot photographer to entrepreneurs in Sydney. Or you could be to people in financial services and banking, right? So it all depends on what's in your demographic area. Uh, another huge one is hotels. Hotels and hospitality is fantastic. And the good thing about those is these that industry already understands the value of imagery or quality imagery. Because if you think about it from a, you know, you wouldn't book a hotel to go on holiday. And I've just booked a hotel to go to Venice with me little girl next week for Easter. Um, I wouldn't book it if the pictures look crap that, you know, that mm-hmm. it's the picture that makes me book or the pitch that make, makes me go to TripAdvisor and check the reviews before I book. So the, the picture is a massive leverage element and the same with like food photography on Facebook. You know, somebody puts pictures on Facebook of food and wow, we've got to have one of these steaks and they're tagging the friends in. So restaurants really understand the value of high quality imagery too. And another really successful businesses I've worked with um, are likes of uh, interiors and architectural photographers. Uh, and and, mm. and that goes into, so, so like real estate photography? Uh, real estate, but also like architects, architects and building and construction. So you, you can mm. team that together. So I usually say, you know, if you're going with the architects, also look for the builders as well. And the good thing about this is you can, um, you can work with the architects, but then you get to work with the building company. But then when you're going out to photograph this this um, development, then what happens is you're doing photographs for, say, the big home builder. But then there's a different contractor coming in to put the kitchens in, somebody else to do the electrics. And all of a sudden you're building networks with all these different companies who you then start doing photography for as well. So it, it's really about it. So you become the specialist photographer in in construction and architecture. And that's what you get known for. So recap, headshots, uh, branding, um, and then it sounded like, uh, so then I guess interiors, Interiors and architectural, yeah. And and another one that I suppose, and this works well on Facebook as well, um, is pets. 
because pets work well because people love pets, you know? So even as long as you're, because again, it's the good thing with the pets thing is it's an emotional break uh, from, you know, if you're, if you're at work, you own a company, you're scrolling through LinkedIn and then all of a sudden, well, you know, I, I did that myself, didn't I, with my own dog. You see a picture of a cute puppy, you're going to engage with it. Uh, yeah. it it's a break yeah. from the normal Brexit and all the new stuff that's all, you know, and all the businessy stuff and that and the ads. And it, it's nice and it's engaging. And then if you've got a dog, then you're like, oh, maybe I, I should get some pictures of the dog, you know? Yeah, that's, that's fascinating. So then are you seeing... Um, you know, I think a lot of the listeners here are wedding photographers and portrait photographers. Now we didn't get into that. It doesn't mean that there's not a win there, but I'm just curious, are there certain avenues that you see that working out, uh, better within LinkedIn? Any, any current strategies? Well, I think with, with the weddings is definitely take, take the niche down, being a specialist wedding photographer in something, you know, so you could be a destination wedding photographer, or like I said, you could be like an outdoor wedding photographer, or you could be a city wedding photographer, you know? So you're aiming at a particular type of people. You could even be like a specialist photographer for people getting married in New York city or something like that. Make yourself a specialist in in something so you become appealing to a particular a particular sort of genre of people and then likewise with you your portraiture as well so um i mean i've got a client who you know she was she was doing portraiture and and i said to her i said right i said what we need to do we need to make a connection with an ideal client so i says why don't we target your profile instead of just being a portrait photographer you're a you're a woman you, you're actually a mother yourself to two children. So you have a similarity to the people you want to connect with because people buy from people alike or people are similar, similar to. I says, why don't you be a specialist photographer for busy work, busy business moms? So you understand that they're so busy, you know, running their business and stuff like that. You will help them create the most beautiful pictures of their children. So you connect with them female to female, business person to business person, and then that's what's making you different. And you saying, I understand you're really busy, but I have flexible times within the studio and everything's going to be right. And I've got a makeup artist who's going to make sure you look absolutely amazing in all your pictures. And then you sell that, you know, you're selling that. I know you want it. You haven't got time for it, but I'm going to make it happen. Yeah, man. This is, this is awesome, man. This is, uh, you know, it was funny too. Same conversation. I'm going to pull this all the way back around. Same conversation with my buddy, Ben, we're driving in, right? We're talking about LinkedIn, that kind of stuff. And then we, we sat there and we're driving. We're like, I wonder what's next, right? Like, I wonder what the next thing will be, you know, that like kind of pops here for a little bit. Uh, you know, there, we had that, there was this, uh, ebb of, um, Snapchat that kind of came and then, you know, kind of left and I don't know. Uh, so it's interesting. Maybe, maybe there's something, maybe there's something here. Maybe it's almost a resurgence of something that once was. Yeah. And I think, you know, with, with LinkedIn as well, I think it's slightly, I mean, for for me, it's, it's, it's different because I've got clients in 20 odd different countries around the world. But I think with LinkedIn, it's traditionally, you know, a lot of people go in to, to work and they look at LinkedIn and then when they come home from work, they look at Facebook or they look at Facebook through their, their lunch break, you know? So LinkedIn is like something that's open on the desktop and something they're doing with towards their business. And then I, I see that from messages, you know, I'll send tons, I get tons of messages in each day, send tons out. But if I'm sending any out after five o'clock UK time, they're not going to, I'm not going to get a response until 
the following morning. Um, so I think the way things, there isn't any other social media platform really that is, you know, that is predominantly like full of working professionals. Um, and it's, and it's a proper social engaging platform. It's not like Twitter, you know, I, I, I don't like Twitter to be honest. Uh, you know, it's telling stories, it's connecting with people, bringing people together. It's like a big, huge network meeting of, of people who value other people. Um, Facebook's not going anywhere. You know, Facebook's not going to go anywhere for the next 10 years because people have their entire lives on Facebook. So even if something amazing comes out, yeah. you know, likes of you and me, I think, well, I, I don't want to go because I've got all my pictures of my little girl there and I've got all the pictures of these holidays I've had. Then this happened like Google Plus. Google Plus, just they just closed their doors. They tried, yeah. man. And if, if anybody had a shot, that's it was right, Google. That's right. But I think, you know, if, if, if would Microsoft invest that much money into LinkedIn if – and LinkedIn's got LinkedIn's already got the longevity and the fact it's been there for years, you know. But they've just gone in, sort of like kicked kicked it up a bit. And there's loads and loads of plans for new stuff um, in 2019 because they're they're going to want to recuperate that money that they've invested. They want more and more people, and you know the 660 million. There's a ridiculous amount of new accounts opening every day, and I think the thing is, is a majority of photographers. This is where you're audience your listeners can really really benefit most photographers aren't using it and if they are they're trying to be generalists or they're trying to be freelancers and i think when i when i see somebody's profile it says freelance photographer i like cringe and it's because years ago it was the creme de la creme you know you're a freelancer you didn't work for anybody you worked for who you wanted to you picked your own clients now the word freelance is associated with sites like fiverr.com and freelancer and craigslist and stuff like that so it's basically cheap and it's a horrible thing to say you know and but now yeah. you know people are looking for specialists and that's what you use linkedin to be so you you if you're doing weddings and you're doing or if you do a bit of commercial you do weddings you do babies whatever think right what am i going to put on linkedin and just post i'm not going to send out mixed messages by putting weddings on if i'm a food photographer I'm going to be true to who I am, who my brand is, and create create your brand on LinkedIn. And you you don't have to have a new website. That's one of the really good things because you know if you if you a wedding photographer and you've done a couple of food photography shots before and you quite enjoyed it, you don't have to create a new website because people on LinkedIn like to do business inside the platform. And remember, you've got a company page on LinkedIn as well, which is free, and each company page allows you to have 10 showcase pages. So a showcase page is very very much like your services tab on your, your website. So you could have, say for instance, you do hotel photography or hospitality trade, you could have a showcase page for food, another one for photos of spas, another one for photos of guest rooms, another one for externals, another one for um, drone photography. So each one of your services will be put on the showcase page inside your LinkedIn um, company page, so you don't need a website. You know, uh, yeah. so you, you can mm. you, you can literally get onto LinkedIn tomorrow for free. Start building connections, fill it out, get your company page on there, start opening it, your showcase pages, and just start putting content on, and it hasn't cost you anything. And the thing is, you're probably going to reach a lot more people than you are through your Facebook page if you do it right, Jeff. This is fantastic. Where can people find you online? Uh, they're probably gonna have to sign up for LinkedIn in order to, to connect <laughs> yeah. with you. No, but where can people find you online? Learn more about what you're up to with this yeah, training. Yeah, so um, people can come to me at um, 
www.focusonmarketing.co.uk. I've also got a Facebook page the same. And I've got a private group on Facebook called the Awesome Photographers Group. Um, but that's that's not like a, it's, you know, you've got a request to join that one. Um, and I'll only take photographers from certain areas. So I don't work with conflicting photographers. So I wouldn't have like five photographers who are wedding photographers in New York because the whole group's about helping each other. Um, and then I've got, I've also got a book out called the, uh, photographer's missing link, which is on Amazon. Um, and it will, it will take you through, um, setting up your profile and your connection messages, how to do it. And I always say to people, if you do get the book, uh, you know, I'm not a salesman. I don't try and sell my programs to people connect with us. If you're on LinkedIn and you open your account, connect with us, drop us a message. If I can help you in any way, um, for free, I will because that's what I build my brand on. I don't try and sell my program. I genuinely want to see people succeed. It's awesome. Jeff, thank you so much for spending time with us today for kind of opening my heart <laughs> to LinkedIn. You know, I think it was a heart check thing. I think that's what it was. I mean, was to be honest, for yourself, ben, <laughs> I, the potential, you know, if you look at how many photographers I've yeah. got connected with me on LinkedIn, it's, for, for, for the podcast and stuff, it, it, it has a huge potential. And I think, I think LinkedIn would love you on there. The photographers would love you on there, you know? Yeah, I'm taking your, I'm, I'm going for it, man. I'm doing it. Jeff, thank you again, dude. I honestly, I really appreciate you. I appreciate your knowledge. You're giving spirit. This has been an incredible Fantastic. interview. Thank Thanks you. for having us. That's brilliant. Podcast listeners, I look, I hope that that you're sitting there kind of scratching your head too, thinking like, all right, looks like I'm going to try this thing out. I really hope that you do. Uh, please uh, take Jeff up on this and and uh, and and see see what's there, especially like he said, headshots, branding, uh, interior, exterior, like this is a great opportunity. You guys, uh, again, thank you for listening to the podcast. Uh, we will see you on the next episode. Don't forget to DM me on Instagram, by the way, at Jay Ben Harley. I'm still going to do my little Instagram plug, Jeff. Don't forget to DM me on Instagram. I want to know your wins. I want to celebrate with you at Jay Ben Hartley. We'll see. And maybe next, maybe the next episode, I'll have you uh, connect with me on, on uh, LinkedIn and, and show your wins there. You guys, we'll see you on the next episode. Bye, everybody. Bye.